All right, all right. Welcome to the Strong Side Podcast. My name is Mitchell Black, and I'm your host. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Strong Side athlete Eddie Perez, and we're going to be talking about empowering people more. Eddie Perez is the owner of Equity Prime Mortgage, but a big focal point of his is empowering people, whether it's using mortgages or using the business or using fitness. It's all about making people better. And what we wanted to do today was bring him on, have a nice chit chat, talk about mental mindset and fortitude and i think it's going to be a really really good conversation before we get rock and roll in this conversation remember this is live streamed on our facebook and on our youtube channel you can comment right now with questions and we'll answer them but this is also available anywhere that podcasts are available from apple music to soundcloud to spotify and we would love and appreciate a five-star review there's no ads or promotions in these podcasts it's all about just bringing amazing content to all of our members so with that being said, welcome, Mr. Eddie Perez. Thank you, brother. Great to be here. And more importantly, great. Uh, thankful for the opportunity. Just share more information and help make people better. Yeah, dude. So you are a busy human. <laughs> I mean, we... Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting that, um, you know, people value not only what we do as an organization, but want to spend time with you. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is... Um, and look, I understand that some people just want to try to make a sale or something like that. But a lot of people, including yourself, just want to get extra little tidbits on how to make themselves better, how to do this, what are you doing there, what are your thoughts there. You know, I'm always very proud to acknowledge um, all my errors. And I think sometimes that's not championed enough. And that's why sometimes people don't have creativity is because they're uh, worried about um, if they're going to come up short. But like you and I have shared, you know, life's like baseball. You go three for 10, three and a half for 10, you're, you're going you're gonna to have a pretty good life. Yeah, I mean, I I played t-ball and I was like on the blue team, but, <laughs> but that analogy made so much sense to me that, you know, everybody wants to go 10 out of 10 in their life and you're going to the Hall of Fame with, what'd you say, three, three and a half out of 10? Two and a half out of 10, you'll actually make a pro career. Three out of 10, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Now back that up. You you played a lot, right? Like you yeah. were drafted and yeah, I played a lot. I, I played all the way um, ab above the high school level for a short time period, and um, but it's it, it's just always been a, a big passion of mine. You know, I just love baseball and what it stands for. Um, besides the sport, and I understand some people uh, don't view it that it doesn't move fast enough and things of that nature, but. You know, outside of basketball, a lot of sports don't move fast. You know, football is essentially 80 plays of six seconds. Yes. So, yeah, I get you on that. Um, baseball, I think, has a little bit more theatrics, but I think baseball represents life because, you know, you've got the field and it's got boundaries. So you can hit a ball 500 feet, but if it's a smidge to the left, smidge to the right, doesn't really matter. That's a lot like life. You can have a great decision have the best intentions hit it on the screws but somebody makes a play so it's a lot like life where you have the field and nine players against you when you're up to bat but then you have people that are counting on you in there and then if you're at home or even away you have fans that are counting and rooting you on very very similar to life and i think that's what will allow people to have not only great perspective but i think great mental health if they just look at that as a gift not as a penalty yeah, that's really good. I mean, so when you're talking about that sizing things up, when you're talking about like, you know, I got to have good perspective. Like, so we're sitting on the 22nd floor at the Queen Building, which is a massive, amazing building here in Atlanta. But dude, you started growing up. Your dad rode here from Cuba. Mm -hmm. You grew up in South Atlanta. Like, It wasn't always 22nd floor of Queen Building. How did you like use that mentality to say, look, I'm going to get where I want to go? Well, I think like anything... And you know this working out, you can't get to growth without pain. And you've got to walk through your pain. And your pain doesn't have to necessarily mean emotional, even though we've all had emotional pain. We've all had letdowns. It's that whole mind, body, and spirit really understanding things. But I, I'll tell you, I learned more in the first, well, I, I didn't know English when I got to kindergarten, so I definitely learned a lot. But the first 13 years after that, so from eight to, I mean, from five to uh, 18, pretty much set the tone for my life because I got to see, unfortunately, a lot of people that were in single parents, you know, the crack epidemic 
in, in my area where people just, you know, they didn't have that base of parents. I was extremely blessed with parents that not only taught me perspective, but gave me just wonderful emotional, mental, and psychological gifts. I can't ever compliment my parents enough. I had uncles, I had aunts, I had cousins. You know, there was that camaraderie because we were immigrants. But we got to see the pain of other people and what they felt. And just as kids, you're not really understanding it. But then as you grow up and you even see, it was sad to see the people that went down the bad road versus also the people that went down the good road. And not shockingly, a lot of people that did well just left, including myself. I remember, you know, after that and after baseball and I went to college, I'm like, dude, I'm never going to go back into that area until, you know, to go visit my parents and stuff like that, of course. But I'm not going to go hang out with that crew. I'm not going to do that. It's just a lot of what you hear and unfortunately now a lot of people are coming out of it which is good you always want to see that but yeah where i went to high school it's crazy at this age how many people are already dead and it's from different things from gang banging to drugs to you know one guy breaking into somebody's house and the homeowner shooting them like just wild stuff and it's it's really because they never really embraced their pain and worked through that conflict and really addressed it um i think that's where the gift of where I grew up gave me a lot of perspective, a lot of emotional intelligence. Um, and I feel like it's a gift I've got to pass on to others and I got to teach others and I got to show others. And more importantly, um, really breaking and listen. Um, even if you agree to disagree, I think that's part of society that really has lost its perspective that it's okay. You know, example, me and you, you're a big fan of Disney. I don't like the place, but that's okay. That doesn't mean I, I yeah. dislike you more, but it's now like, oh, you get people, you don't like Disney. Oh, you're you know a piece of garbage. And I'm like, no, dude, I, I just think Six Flags is more fun. I take yeah, that's, kids to Six that's Flags. okay. Yeah. I like roller coasters. I like a little bit of excitement. I understand the, the experience. It's just, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I enjoy taking my kids there, you know, cause life is really, um, not really providing for your kids or your next generation what you didn't have. I think that's a real failed um, mentality. I think that creates entitlement. It's talking to them and teaching them, as Bruce Lee said, what you weren't taught. And my parents yeah. taught me a lot, but now I can actually put in perspective. I can actually say, look, they never taught me to read books, but now I'm a big fan of reading books. I didn't get a bit big into reading books till I was 25, and I've learned more in reading books and the first 13 years of my life interacting with humans you know, I hate to knock it, then my college degree, then my high school, any of that. Um, I loved what I did in college, but college, once again, having been in a fraternity, gotten to know people that we're still very close with, and especially in my case where my mother um, was told that she was going to die within three to six months, and then my father, uh, being who he is, paid for an experimental treatment, saved her life, and now, sadly, my father's been passed almost 14 years because he didn't take care of his health, and that's some of my pain that I'm living through to take care of. Um, my mother's still alive at 84. So that alone is, is another gift because at 18, you know, I was closer with my father, but I was very, very close to my mother too. Um, finding out that she may pass that, you know, that gives you a lot of appreciation. And that's one of the things when you're leading people, if you lead with appreciation, as long as you don't make it delusional. Some people will be, but that's just them. I think that's where the real gifts lie. But to answer your initial, no, it wasn't what it was growing up in the city of Atlanta. However, I've never forgotten that. And I always will just consider myself just a regular dude. It actually bothers me. I've, I've learned it. I've had to learn it through my advisors. But sometimes my employees, people I work with, just won't come talk to me. I've learned how to get over that. I kind of understand it, but I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I like to have fun. I like yeah. to enjoy things. I like to joke. I think it's really about getting over yourself. And, and, and that's the great thing that I tell people about working out and why we have a gym here and what you guys have done. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how successful I am. You'll absolutely murder me every morning. And I think you need that for good mental health so that you don't think, Oh my God, I'm such a great thing. Because unfortunately your mind and people will, steer you to 
uh, obsessed with your ego, and I think you got to always be hanging up your ego. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a minute because <laughs> you, uh, so like you do like two retreats a year or whatever. We take yeah. like all your executives and you go through, and I've heard some of the, the stories or things that you walk them through, but. I want to get, I want to, I would tell you to get you to tell the story or, or, or define it in a second. But when you talk about that, like being humble enough to learn something new, like for me earlier this year, I started learning how to play golf and it's like, you don't realize how you do your thing every day. And you're so good at lifting barbells and running and jumping on a box. And then you cannot swing a golf club to save your life. And it was more about being like, dude, I got to step into something that I'm terrible at and try to get really good at it because I need that humility. And like you just said, you know, like, you know, you, you think you're awesome, but I got to go to the gym every morning at five o'clock and stuff. Cause I got to hang out my ego, but you actually make your people take a physical. Hey, no, no, I make them hanger. physically hang up their ego. It's very simple. And we have, you know, and you're my office and my computer's over there. You know, when we have our weekly exec call, I literally say, pick it up with two hands. If, if somebody picks it up with one hand, I make them redo it, <laughs> pick it up, hang it up. Uh, we did it at my beach house when we had our evolving retreat, and that's why I called it that because I wanted us to evolve not only as leaders but as humans. You know, we're we're truly, I believe, you know, my organization, even your organization, a lot of organizations are truly in the personal development business. Mm -hmm. Make somebody a better person, you know, a better spouse, a better son, a better daughter, a better father, a better mother, a better cousin. All trickles down because you've paid the respect to the code of life that I talk about. And um, your ego can be intoxicating. No different than, you know, look, you know, I like cheeseburgers, but I also know that it's not something you can indulge in because it's not good for your health. Yeah. doesn't mean you go to zero. I don't believe in that sort of stuff. No different than I think it's okay to say, okay, man, I've accomplished stuff. I've done well. What can I get a little bit better on? But, hey, man, good job, good spirit. That's technically ego, but there's a fine line that you got to walk. Yeah, like, it, you know, that, that would be kind of challenging if you never, like, took a minute to reflect on all the cool things you've done. But there's a difference between that and walking around like, I'm the best ever. Well, there's a lot that you could probably get better at. <laughs> and you may be the best at one thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just saw Tom Brady win. You know, you just, you know, you, Michael Jordan. But they may not be good at golf like you talked about. I mean, I know Jordan's pretty good at it, but. I'm sure they may not be good at, you know, other sports or yeah, other ping things. ping pong, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, there's plenty of things that we are not good at, but what's great about being a human is you can get good at it if you work at it. It doesn't mean you're going to be the world's greatest, and that's another thing is I always teach people not to live a comparison life. Like, don't compare yourself to Bezos. Uh, you know, don't compare yourself to somebody else because, trust me, there's things that they wish they had. yeah. I mean, there's from the zit on their forehead to like, you know, there's going to be something where they're like, oh, I hate my ears. Like, you know, yeah. just something. So I, I think you got to be very humble and very good to yourself. Um, you know, I do think you got to have swagger in life and it gets confused with arrogance. How do you um, define swagger? I like your swagger definition. Uh, swagger is pretty simple to me. Um, ability, whatever that means, knowledge, you know, meets plus maximum preparation, not what you're supposed to do, plus being in the moment, being present, equals swagger. So knowledge? Or ability. We'll ability. just say ability. Okay. Ability is ranging on different things from business to sports to parenthood. So we'll say ability. And maximum preparation. So you're saying in the sense of like, you know, don't just show up, like show up, like capital uh, yeah, show Yeah, it's up. kind of like a... And we can deviate into this in a little bit because me and you've talked about it plenty of mornings, but that, that mental fitness, which is mental health plus mental wellness plus mental strengthening, I think that's maximum preparation. It's not just, as you've said, working out. It's water intake, supplements, what you eat, sleep. Like there's a, there's a formula, and that's what I mean by maximum preparation. Like you can look in the mirror and say that I couldn't have done more. You can, you'll always say that, but you know, in your heart, in your soul, really, like I say, you're the oxygen of your body. That's your soul, your spirit, you know, damn well, if you max prepared, yeah. and we all know. And then what's the third thing? Being in the moment, being able to go from 10,000 down to the ground, being able to be relatable and be in that moment. The difference between swagger and arrogance is arrogance can be in the moment. Arrogance obviously has ability. 
they feel entitled, so they don't maximum prepare. That's why you see, you know, we're just talking about it right now. You you see a Tom Brady who was drafted what he was, prepare what he does. You you see Joe Montana, third round pick, who's the greatest draft steal in history till Tom Brady. Um, even in business, you see people that came from nothing uh, and not to highlight myself but I know that the audience always needs this type of content you know we started this business with a thousand dollars that was 16 years ago not that long though it's 16 not that years long. not that long it's not that long but my point is we started with a thousand bucks my father God rest his soul was still alive then and he painted the place and gave us a little bit of a holding you know cash flow and then we just went and went for it and then we kept reinvesting it because we believed in not only our vision but we believed in the people that we were growing it with and that's why now um you know i've got some people that have been here 10 11 you know 15 years that have grown and, and really changed their lives and changed the lives in the course of their families so that's you, really rewarding to see so you got all that swag i do want to talk about that mental fitness in a second but this is a good seg segue you have all that swagger but really what you're talking about is like what you do and to teach and lead people and you know, I walk around this office and your your company's concepts are in a in a very good way, just punched in my face like all the time. <laughs> like I walk down here and you have all your behaviors mm -hmm. and they're all printed out with a nice little story. They're all over the place. You have pictures of of everybody from Michael Jordan to uh uh MLK, Mandela, yeah. Oprah. And everything's positive. Tom like, Brady, yeah right, yeah. right outside your your door here, there's just a yellow sheet of paper that says, if you think your problems are the biggest in the room, you should think again. Like everything's humbling and everything's but like, is that part of you creating culture or because it seems like everybody here is teaching the same ethos? Uh, you know, it's really showing people what's possible. And like I say, as I uh feel like I was given a gift, you know, it's pretty easy when my father, when I would make excuses or justifications or say I'm tired or something of that nature. You know, it's, it's pretty easy when my dad said, look, with that attitude, the rowboat wouldn't have made it to this country kind of punches you in the face. So yeah. I believe in, um, being very transparent and open about the objective and the mission and what you're doing. And it's okay to say, Hey, we're, we're wanting to do it this way. We want to do that way. We, um, I'm a big fan of believing in unity through collaboration, freedom through empowerment, because that's basically the difference. Um, not even getting on political, it's just belief system. You either have a control mentality or you have a freedom mentality, and that's it, no different than you have a surplus mentality and scarcity, and I think they both run the same. The only thing you control in this life is your mindset as a human. That's it. Not your mind, your mindset. Um, doesn't mean you don't work on it. Doesn't mean you don't need to work on it every day, but you do. That's it. Everything else, there's a variable, there's people you're counting on, there's things that you're searching for, there's confusion you have, how did I make this mistake, why didn't I see it? All you can really control is your mindset, that's it. So how do you train that when you talk about like your concepts of mental wellness? Mm, well, I, it's, it's mental fitness. Or mental fitness, mental fitness. Well, it's, yeah. th it's three components. Um, and it's not what people think. Like, I know that mental health is, is taboo to talk about, but... I think that's silly, but mental health to me starts with physical training, supplements, diet, water intake, and the food you eat. You know, and I, I like to stick more with my doctor to a, a, a low glycemic diet. Not, I'm not on a diet, but based off that naturally, which I remember the first time he, he showed it. You know, everybody always comes up with that lie. Like, there's nothing to eat. There's plenty to eat. Yeah, I can't and, eat anything. And look, I, I was just on vacation. It's not like I didn't have pizza more than once. I didn't, but it's okay. It's it's like baseball. It's okay to get out. It's okay as long as it doesn't become your everyday thing. Yeah, like you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna strike out. You're gonna miss a ball. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's phase one. That's mental health. Because mental health is, is is essentially everything I just said is, 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 you know, all of them are some form of brain food, but that's really brain, heart, body, spirit. Then you have mental wellness, which I believe is interactions with your advisors. We all have advisors in this life. I happen to have 
seven, you being one of them, because there's different facets of life that I need the best helping me. Just that simple. And emotional strategies. That's what it's really about in anything else. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been doing a rep with you and I naturally want to give up and all I say is one more, one more, one more. And then at the end, that feeling of, holy shit, I didn't give up. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. That's mental wellness. That's something you practice. And then mental strength is really what I call, like I shared with you today, that, that vacation time, that one to two hours every day that you need to spend on yourself. Reading, reflection. Um, of course, everybody's going to tell me they don't have time, but we have 24 hours in the day. Trust me, you've got plenty of playing on your phone, <laughs> Netflix. Don't tell me you don't have time. Um, oh, no, no, no. I need to sleep 10 hours a day. No, no, no you don't because I'm going to tell you even on the weekends when I started. And this, this is only recently I started setting a time to only sleep a certain amount of hours. And it was still good. I felt miraculous better than when I used to sleep longer. Yeah. I would wake up like, oh, no, dude. So I think that mental strength is really your time. And for example, that mental strength right now is a great one right now that I'm having with you and I'm having with the audience and I'm providing that content because I'm walking through my pain to my growth. I'm, I'm letting things out. I'm, I'm letting people know it's okay. That's me vacationing with my soul. Yeah, define that a little bit because you just went on vacation. Like you just got back like two days ago and, and I went two weeks before you and I felt the same way. You know, you're on vacation and you're like, I mean, that's cool, but like, you know, you get back, you're like, I don't need to be rested. And you, you literally baseball term here, hit a home run this morning with what you said. Cause we train at 5 AM every day for anybody not wondering, <laughs> like literally people like every day. And I'm like, yes, literally every day. Six days. Uh, yeah. You sleep in on Sundays, but we still work out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I know. Yeah, definitely. And then I work out some here at the gym cause it's, it's all also rewarding seeing some of my guys and my gals that want to learn and I can pass on that knowledge as little that I know, you know, I try to keep it very fundamentally like basic, but it, at least it's getting yeah. something, but, um, but define that, vac that vacation. That was awesome. So it's, it's, uh, it's a book that I was reading recently that kind of gave me a lot of answers, uh, of questions that I had. And the great thing is this book's written about Marcus Aurelius from 1800 years ago. So as much as we think things are different, humans are still very similar. Yeah. So, you know, essentially the, the way it's summed up is people that always look forward to the weekend, nothing wrong with it. People that look forward to vacation, nothing wrong with it. What's wrong with it is, and I'm not going to say wrong, what is not accurate about it is if you need R&R, &R, like, oh my God, my life's so hard, I needed to get away. Well, that means you needed an altered state of mind that's no different than drinking or drugs or overeating. That means you didn't, you know, what, I love vacation. I love hanging out with my family. But to me, it's about building memories, no different than with you and Kim. You you wanted to go ski and you want to enjoy it with her. So you didn't need to come back and be like, oh my God, I haven't slept in days. Just your schedule on that. Um, it's okay to be tired. But what happens is the people that seek that, you know, I hate to say it, why they don't want to advance their life because at 459, you know, the door is not hitting their butt on the way out. You know, they're not doing this. It's because they don't spend an hour and two in the safest place. And it talks about it in there. And it was really humbling to hear from, you know, such a great, you know, you know, leader in his sense that he already acknowledged 1800 years ago. It's because those people do not vacation with their soul. Mm. The safest place in your body is your soul. Your mind is wired defensively. You got to train it to think offensively, which is possible. Your heart will always take you to a mission. Why did somebody do this to me? Your soul is your oxygen. You know, you can live without food. So your mind, your heart, and your body can live without food for an extended period of time. Obviously, can live without water. But you ain't living two minutes without oxygen. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think your soul, which really generates you, is your lungs and that capacity. And that even ties into the health crisis of COVID that was affecting your lungs and why I think it has so much psychological effects and people don't understand it is because can't breathe you don't feel good and i know that even from just going skiing and walking up the steps all of a sudden getting winded and i'm not somebody who gets winded that easy and i'm like what is wrong with me so just think about that if you are not investing those hour to to yourself of course you need a vacation because when i did the math once i read that i'm essentially like 700 and something 
hours a year on vacation already. So in other words, my time away is memory building, which I think is very crucial. Yeah, because you're reading books or like whatever throughout the year to make Eddie better. Yeah, and make myself better, make myself a better father, you know, a better husband, a better cousin, a better friend, a, a better colleague, a, a better mentor to some people, a better mentee to the people that mentor me. That means I'm just going on vacation, so that's why I don't need that R&R. No different than, you know, when people say their family's their why. No, that's, once again, your oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Um, your why is something deeper that started before you had a family and all that stuff, before you had kids, before you had a spouse, or before you had something you cared about. Um, you cared as a kid, but diff something defined you in your life to want to do what you want to do. And if you didn't, it's because you haven't chased it and gone for it and accepted that you may fail, but you really never fail till you give up. So, you know, back to that whole vacation point, if you're not vacationing with your soul, safest place. It knows the truth. It knows what you did wrong. It also knows what you could do better. It's really given into your soul and your spirit, a mind, body, and spirit that are the most important. The yeah, other I ones will betray you. I think that's totally true because I mean, I'll it, it, for I know this is going to sound like way more extreme than it actually is, but I've read books and listened to listened to multiple podcasts and multiple books that have literally changed my life. And when people hear that, they're like, "Well, what do you mean it changed your life?" And I'm like, "All right, let's take a book. Like, I'm I'm not the world's fastest reader, so when I when I dedicate to reading a book, let's say I spend a couple of weeks reading it because I'm going to read it at night or a little bit on the weekends." I just spent weeks and hours dedicated to me and reviewing myself and learning about me and hearing about these other concepts, whether it's from the, the book you just read or whatever. And at the end of it, yeah, it would change my life because I just spent 20 hours thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision that I want to change this part of my life. I don't, yeah. That's some serious reflection. <laughs> and reflection, as Steve Jobs said, is the only way you can really figure out your life is connecting the dots going backwards. That's why reflection is so powerful, extremely powerful, because you don't have to beat yourself up. You can look on it and look, there's no such thing as a mistake unless you didn't learn from it and you repeat it. But if you learn from it, I consider it, you hit the balls on the screws, but somebody made a play. It's okay. So when you take all that, like you have like all, I mean, it's just like a, that's like a relentless mission to make people better. You have this vision or purpose with your company about empowering people more. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I got to come to your company, uh, what'd you call it? Exchange. Exchange. That's what the word is. <laughs> and, and I mean, you had all these amazing speakers and you're here for, you know, it was two days long and there's like a party at the end of it and, all, and you're flying in all your, these employees from all over the country. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and keep in mind that you have a media department here and they're putting out videos and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to some of your crew today when they were working out and I was like, guys, this is a mortgage company. Like not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like what mortgage company is doing this or is putting out this content? I can name like one or two other ones that, that can do that. And I'm like, that's amazing. You really are just trying to reach and help and push and betterment of other people more. That's so powerful. So like, what is that? Well, I think the only way to truly be free and freedom being so crucial to myself because my family lost its freedom and, and what America stands for and what the human spirit just purely stands for is uh, freedom through empowerment. Um, you can't get freedom through control. You, you, it's no different than my kids and some of the conversations I have. Sometimes you just got to let people go for their own sake. And I never understood that unconditional love till my father was very, very sick and was literally dying from heart failure. You never really know unconditional love till those moments where you can let something go for their best interest, not your own. I mean, I knew love, but that true unconditional that opened up just more awareness when it came to, you know, my relationship with Shannon at that point, I only had Gracie, but even my future children just opens up a lot. But you know, what a lot of people don't realize is mortgages is literally on the doorstep of freedom and the doorstep of humanity. Um, why it's so great that we only have the financial system we have here in America with the 30 year fixed and everything else, because America was founded by people who were persecuted 
and couldn't own land. And that's essentially the quintessential biggest freedom in the world because you become a homeowner, but you create a home somewhere to rest, somewhere to now you can work, now you can work out. Now it's become multidimensional, but in a cool way. And it has shown that through real estate is how a lot of people built wealth. I mean, you even hear the story of, you know, one of the sharks, um, it, it Damon, when his mom took a second mortgage on the house because you got to pay rent, you got to have shelter. So what better way than owning a home, slowly paying it off over time. And then it, you know, as soon as you are paying it down about one to 2% a year, it's gaining about 2% a year. And then you also get the tax benefit. So just from a psychological, I mean, just from a financial standpoint, your dollar, you're returning about a 6% or so a year return on your dollar, which is not as good as the stock market, but it's a very conservative, good way. It's pretty good for somewhere that you, you have to live somewhere. Either that or you're paying somebody else. And look, I love the multifamily and commercial side. I've gotten to know that side and they provide great home. You know, they provide great because they're building mass units where a lot of people can live at versus one. So I definitely understand that benefit too. But yes, somewhere down the line, you're paying something that is going to build wealth either to yourself or to somebody else. And that's okay. It's just home ownership, you know, from an industry standpoint, when you include the commercial multifamily, people don't realize the potency of real estate and real estate finance because it moves somewhere from five to six trillion. With a T. With a T a year. It's essentially 25%. And look, that includes construction and real estate and all that. But in that sector, if you are in the function of real estate it is 25 percent. if it was its own economy america would still be the largest china japan and then america real estate and services so i always say outside of being a you know doctor or a veteran i think there's no better thing you can do to serve your fellow man especially in america than being in this industry and the cool thing is veterans get a special type of loan that we can give them which oh, yeah. is really awesome and even doctors get certain sort of things and look my mom was a teacher and i think teachers are very very normal don't get me wrong the only reason i'd say this one's a little bit more because you're teaching people how to be have financially literate you're giving them an avenue but more importantly you're giving them peace of mind and a teacher can't go to that level they can educate you but they can't give you a peace of mind like if you've had a bad day go home rest have that moment with your family, watch some TV, blow off some steam, have friends over. Teacher can't do that, but our industry can. And I can see, that's what I meant about earlier, about like the behaviors of I can see it in all your marketing. Like I go, like, not that I've ever looked at mortgage companies marketing before, but like now <laughs> I do, and I'm like aware of it, is, you know, I just, it's like, what are you typically told? Hey, um, refinance at this amount, or I'm going to, you know, I can get you in it. It's all about the interest rate or payments or whatever, and that's cool, but like, Everything that you guys put out there, that's why I'm so fascinated, is literally it's about that mission. Everything I see is like live the life you want to live. Take control of your destiny. Come, you know, finance this or do that. Or, you know, let me get you into a 15. It's like you're giving me the information, but it's done in a way that's going to make me better, not just like the wheel and deal. I don't know. It's weird, but because I've never seen a mortgage. And I don't think anybody's doing that. And I'm just like, man, you guys are lead, leading the way for sure. Well, it's a, uh, I always think, you know, leading by examples overrated. Chris Rock said it best. Uh, I've got friends that brag about being a good father. You're supposed to be. I think you got to show the way. Got to show the way. You got to honor people. You got to respect them, and you got to do it for the right reasons. And and sometimes you got to make decisions that are the right reasons, even though you don't agree with them, because it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the situation. It's about growing people. It's about empowering people. It's 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 just great to see. And is it? The athlete side of me, of course, because I got to see that camaraderie. I got to see that enjoyment. I got to see what I consider real family, not blood. Blood will betray you a lot of times, but there are plenty of people, you know, you hear the, you know, the saying brother from another mother, or, you know, sister from another mister. Those are people, that, you know, family's really about who's going to be there for you. It has nothing to do with DNA. I'm not saying DNA can't be powerful. I'm not saying DNA won't be there for you. But anybody who's been out there, we've all had family members who told us you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, because they couldn't do it. Doesn't mean you couldn't. 
Yeah. So how did you, how did you take that mindset? Cause I definitely feel there's a family here. I just did. So we have workout classes that we do at this facility and I just had eight people at the noon class. And when they, when they left, it was like, I was just like the facilitator. I mean, like <laughs> they were such a team and a unit, like when they left and your company has grown 25 plus percent this last year. Um, I know the mortgage industry was you know awesome with all the COVID and stuff, but you know, teams get bigger, but how do you, how do you make that happen? How'd you take that mentality? And be you like, got to work on it every day, every day. My job as CEO is to work on the culture and the vision every day. This is part of it right here. Walking around saying hello, telling people, man, we're going to build a gym in here, but we're going to build it our style training, putting out content on social media. Cause that's the great thing. I, um, I understand that social media can be negative, but it's also can be authentic. Um, it's not, you know, your commercials on TV when I was a kid. If you ever heard somebody say a cuss word or even mess up, oh my God, they're unprofessional. Now, if you put out videos, you put out content that are not authentic, they think you're up to something. So there's been a huge evolution. Uh, no different in business. I, I think a lot of it follows more Gary Vee style, you know kindness equals empathy it doesn't mean you're soft it doesn't mean you're you're you know nice i've always said as somebody who's trying to be popular being kind you're kind till it's time not to be kind if somebody crosses it the wrong way then then you have to make sure it's it's taken care of it's the same thing with the culture and the vision you know you've got to make people feel better about themselves and lead them in the right way for the right reasons not because i want to sell more mortgages or i want to lead this people that all kind of takes care of itself if you take care of your clients take care of the consumer, which is our clients too. You know, it, it kind of just rolls downhill. You know, don't, you don't have to get caught into the semantics or into the ego or into the bragging or any of that. It just, it naturally takes care of itself. I would totally agree with that. I, I had a boss one time at the big corporate gyms I used to work at before. And she gave this like whole presentation and people were like, what's the easiest client to get? Like, how do I go get them? She goes, you know, the easiest one to get the one you already have. Mm -hmm. Keep them. And I was like, wow, that's true. Like, what are we doing for our people? I was, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's who's going to take care of our consumers. I can't take care of them all, but I can build an environment and a mentality and an ecosystem and a culture and a vision and talk about it very freely and be very vulnerable. I, I think you got to throw out the mistakes. I think, you know, during COVID, we started having our weekly calls and I was on a uh, a zoom call throughout the whole country you know at that point we had 300 and something employees now we're 400 and something almost 500 and just being honest with people hey man i understand you're scared here's i even sent out the supplements you should be taking hey just in case you do get covid and look i've i've had the rona now you know i i'm not surprised it was very mild in mine is it lucky i don't know but i was very very prepared I made sure to take the supplements and I'm even taking them afterwards. I mean, some people would say, Oh, you got the antibodies. I don't know. I haven't gone to get tested, Yeah, but I'm not going to bet on it. Even if it comes back and says I have the antibodies, I'm not going to put myself, I'm not going to take that risk of not putting myself in the best position. And that's the thing about maximum preparation. Yes. I cannot sit here and say, I left anything to doubt. If it happens to me, it happens. But, did I give it my best? Did I leave it all on the playing field of life? That's legit, dude. Like, fires me up. So what, I don't know if you're going to be able to put an exact thing on it, but I know culture and ecosystem is going to be a big deal. What's the next thing for, like, EPM? Like, what's, like, your next goal, whether it's, like, a three-year, five-year, just a thing or a culture mentality? What's a big push for you that you have on your plate right now? You know, I, I think now it's great as an industry, and rightfully so, I'll say that, having been in it that after the, you know, every crisis, something comes from it. In 2008, it was a moral hazard. And yeah, we were at the epicenter of it. Um, a lot of people were involved, but we were at the epicenter. So for a long time, as, as I said, and I'm dating myself when I say this, our industry was kind of viewed as Freddy Krueger. But during COVID, we had done a lot. We had changed a lot. We had grown a lot. A lot of the bad actors were out. But during COVID, home really became so crucial not only a place to lock down, but our industry went from Freddy Krueger back to Superman, which it was and is because of what we do so much for people. 
And we were able to offer lower interest rates. We were able to refinance people. We were offer, you know, housing. All of a sudden you start seeing people now look for 500 to almost a thousand square feet extra because they may be working from there. It dropped down cost and, you know, commutes. It, it gave more time. It also allowed people to be more free, you know, in that mentality of, you know, decentralizing. I thought that was a good thing. Then everybody's got to be all in one place. And it's real easy to create culture if you're at one place. It, it's really tougher when you go nationwide. But And that's part of the reason why we have our even virtual gym. Yeah, we have a physical gym mm -hmm. here. But even to all our employees and even our friends, it costs the same. So we throw the link out. And if you show up, you show up. Great. I mean, and then I believe in good competition and fun. You know, we created the Go 60, 65 program and the winners from last year, you know, we had one employee who lost 50 pounds through all this. You know, you got to show people that you care and they feel appreciated. You got to invite them into the party. You got to bring people. You got to say, show the way. Let's go. Not you go do this. Um, if they take it, great. If they don't, that's on them. And they know that if they don't take it, you know, um, no different than the lunches I provide here. I know how to set what they can eat a little bit better. Some people have gotten mad at me. Oh, I want this. I want that. Well, There's you know, no I can't. I can't live my virtues if and and I can't live the virtues of what I believe in if I'm giving you Twinkies. You want to go buy Twinkies? That's on you. But you know, it's not on me. You know, I need to make sure that I'm providing you good proteins, good carbs, good things, and then I've done my part. Yeah, you're really just saying that you're going to push that culture and the culture is going to get you and everybody to where they want to go. Yeah. Because the culture drives the system. Would you, would you say the culture, the uh, culture is the ecosystem and the environment is the mentality? No, the environment is the ecosystem. The environment. Okay. So culture is your mentality. Okay. That's really what culture really is mentality. You know, when you talk about, you know, sports is an easy one, but you know, you talk about the nineties bulls. That was a phenomenal culture. You got to think about it. Even though, in typical fashion, egos will destroy people. Um, you know, the GM was one of the best of all time. Phil Jackson's one of the best of all time, if not the best. Michael Jordan, the best of all time. You know, Scottie Pippen. People that would come in and play and give their life for each other. That was a culture. That was a very good culture. That was a belief system. That was a mentality. It wasn't a one-man band because that's what they used to call Jordan and the Jordan Airs, Michael and the Jordan Airs, as they used to call it when it was him in a one-man band. But then they made the changes. And and look, I give a lot of credit to, you know, Jerry Krause. I think later he let his ego destroy it. But for him to have the courage to have one coach, you know, Doug Collins, and then, you know, Michael didn't want to go to Phil Jackson. Then he had the intuition to promote him and do all that. I mean, that's phenomenal. You got to give credit where it's due. It didn't end well, and that's what people later realize, but that's kind of the human spirit, unfortunately, going negative when it shouldn't. Should they have lasted longer? Yes. That was so much fun to watch at my age because I, I, I think The Last Dance is one of the greatest leadership documentaries. It is really watch. good, yeah. I, I'm just saying leadership in life and just in general. Even, you know, my situation as, as a shareholder of this organization, CEO, you know, I can't be, you know, uh, Jerry's Reinsdorf. I can't let some of these egos destroy other people. And I, I jokingly have a team of rivals, as I say it, with my executive team. But that was kind of based off Abraham Lincoln. I wanted to bring people that had candor, that may disagree, but believe in the betterment of the good. And have the right love and affection for the consumer and what we're doing as an industry. I mean, that's one of my big hashtags, lives, not loans. Too many times in this industry, they talk about the volume, they talk about the loans. What about the lives behind it? What about their experience? What about what they're feeling? You know, how do you even make the servicing experience good? Like, as simple as it sounds, collecting the payment can be a challenge and has been where some of our service levels as an industry works, you know? I think it's because how we've moved it more to the sales side, I, I think people don't understand what lane they really follow in. And you just got to do that. But if you just go with the basis of always doing the right thing, that'll that always lead you even if it's a mistake because through that mistake or error, you'll learn where to refine it. That's good. I mean, that's just a life lesson after a life lesson. So like what would be in a, in a, in a broad scope, I don't, I don't know advice or just tidbits of information. Like what do you think are some good principles for people to follow? I mean, you've talked so much about 
mental fortitude and leadership and culture. And when you're trying to literally just be your best self, like at strong side, our slogan is we make people better. And, and I don't care what better is. Like you said, like dad, lawyer, like what do, do you, but I want to put you in an environment where the ecosystem is everybody's like, let's get better. Let's get better. But how do you do that? Like personally or development or like, what are you thinking about that? Well, you got to have a plan. I mean, we actually have a culture plan. Most companies don't like, I think the statistic says under 10% of people do not have a culture plan. And, and we've been able to identify it for us. And that was taking a lot of different key people throughout the whole country, bringing them all and working on it with a company that does it. And then from there, breaking it down to not the values, because the values are your themes, you know, your core values are, you know, like I say, show the way, which has to deal with honor um, the mission being freedom through empowerment, because look, if you're financially free, you're spiritually free, you're emotionally free, you're free, you're free. It doesn't really matter. Like you truly understand that freedom isn't free. And I'm not talking about just militarily and all those things. Just got to work on it. Like I say, every day, every day I work on it. There's not one day I don't work on it, even on the weekends. Because if I'm studying, if I'm working out, if I'm getting better, if I'm if I'm trying to lean in and ask a lot of questions. I mean, I think that's the other thing is I think people are very poor listeners because they're not trained. And the only way to be a good listener is to ask questions. Sometimes just disagree. And that is once again, okay. It's okay. And I have a lot of, uh, as I shared with you, I have a lot of uh, confidence through this that uh, America will come out of it well just because of our cultural DNA. Now, I understand some of it's at fights, but at our DNA, we do care about each other. Um, most people are more mentally aligned than they think. And it's really embracing the differences. That's great because if not, once again, we'll go back to it. I like cheeseburgers. First of all, I couldn't eat it, but I wouldn't want to eat it for every meal every day. Yeah. That would suck. That would suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it'd, it'd be like good while you're doing it. And then after just, uh, you know, it's like that old saying, you can suffer the pain of discipline or you can suffer the pain of regret, but you mm -hmm. pick your pain. Mm -hmm. So I got one more question for you. So sure. uh, I'm just gonna put myself on the spot. This I enjoyed. I, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. And it's great. But this was definitely a little selfish for me because <laughs> I uh, was really excited and and I know you know, but I don't know if they know. Like, dude, I've just really enjoyed getting to know you like the last year. And it's very kind. Thank you. And Likewise. my my wife makes fun of me all the time because I'm like like I enjoy all of our clients. I enjoy all of everybody I train and work with. But I'm like, hey, dude, I just tried to train this guy Eddie. And did you know Eddie does this and Eddie does this? And it, she's like, you guys are the same person. She's like, oh my god. Like I'm like, yeah, I know. We think the same. We act the same. Like I just enjoy you know, growing. And every time you say something, I'm like, I'm just like hanging on. I'm like, dude, that was it's such a good way to put it. Like, it's just been awesome. I've learned and grown so much over the last year. And just even how I think and how I analyze it, it's just, I can't even say it enough. It's been amazing. So knowing that, knowing how much you've known me, you've talked about your advice to other people on how they should grow. What is And cause you know, like I said, this is kind of selfish. So what is one thing that I should work on or that you see talking to me that you're like, yeah, you should probably improve this area advice or whatever i don't know man i'm not really that critical i always focus on the offense it's a little bit of a defensive question you're Ooh, asking that's see that's what i mean that's good um and that's okay everybody's well the great thing about you is uh you're 32 you're so far ahead than i was at 32 so uh what i would tell you is just read more books purposely at least try to get through one book a month i know that was my goal and i haven't hit that it's okay i I have not hit my one full I'm, I'm going to finish this book that I'm on so I'll definitely be only one in the hole but uh, I'll catch up on it but I, I think if you read one book a month it just gives you a lot of perspective man and, and different little things and things you can share and things that are exciting that'll just naturally bring an energy and you'll be feeding like I say that mental fitness I, I think if you could work on one thing and I know that um, but I like to word things offensively how do you play offense? Um, That'll definitely be my takeaway. Like, even if you don't answer the question, I'm like, that was, that's what I mean. I read like, a book, good. read a book every month. I think everybody should read a book every month. And as crazy as it sounds, you know, some fiction is, is really 
point into life. I mean, I, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, you've talked about this. I think Star Wars is one of the most realistic movies ever because it really talks about the internal struggles, good versus bad, how somebody went down a road because they gave into fear. Like, they're really what makes real epic movies epic because they're really even though they may be fiction they're really life yeah really close to it now look i understand galactic oh we're all galactic no dude you're you're, get over yourself you're you're over analyzing it just to try to feel a certain way or put something down it's really something in the mirror you need to ask answer at that point but you'll learn so much from all that it won't even be funny but yeah i just you know from reading books and all that i think it's just very very powerful that's good. Well, then then I will just make sure I commit to my goal, which is to read a book a month anyways. Uh, so I'll just make that happen. Cool. Cool. Hey, well, thank you guys, or thank you for so much for uh, coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star on Apple Music. We would love a little comment too, but uh, thank you so much, Eddie. Oh, man, my pleasure. And, and anybody can always reach out to me. I Like I say, I'm still just a regular guy. That's very fortunate. That's been able to live the American dream every waking moment of my life, and I want others to as well. Where do they find you? Because you're you're pretty popular on social media. Uh, I you know I, I got to grow a little bit more of my Facebook game, as they call it, and LinkedIn, and and this uh, I'm real big. I mean, not LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and all that. I'm on all of them, but you know the biggest one is is uh, LinkedIn, just because I I really liked the professional aspect, but now I like where it's also mixed into life where. You can talk about life lessons and personal. Um, they just don't allow really a lot of the negative train, which is what I like a lot. I, I think LinkedIn is very, very emotionally positive. Yes, I believe so. Um, I like Facebook. I mean, uh, there's there's things about people's pictures that are great on there. You know, there's other things, but, you know, LinkedIn, Eddie, E-D-D-Y, uh, Perez, Equity Prime Mortgage or EPM. One great way to reach out to me. And I'm always willing to listen and learn and, and, and really have a good time and, and really get over yourself. That's awesome, dude. Wait, get over yourself. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> That's a great way to end it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate, appreciate it, brother. It. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.